Welcome to the Healthcare Compliance Pad. My name is Susan Freed. I'm a healthcare attorney and your host. I understand how difficult compliance can be, especially for small providers, where oftentimes the compliance officer wears multiple hats. Every day, I work with compliance professionals, probably a lot like you, who are dealing with increasingly complex issues and oftentimes doing it with less resources. That's why we created this podcast. Each week, I'll share a simple, actionable tip designed to elevate compliance within your organization and hopefully make your job a little bit easier. Whether you're new to compliance or just looking for some new ideas, this podcast was created with you in mind. One of the things I absolutely love about health law is that it's constantly changing. So there's always something new to learn or a new problem to solve. It's very exciting and pretty much fresh each day. But what I really like about my job is also the thing that makes it really stressful at times. If you've worked in healthcare compliance for any length of time, I'm guessing you feel the same. Because we work in this constant state of change, it can be really easy to focus all your time or a majority of your time on the new things. So the new trends, the new developments, the new rules, just keeping up with that in in and of itself is a full-time job. But as we all know, healthcare is not a zero-sum game. So just because we get a new rule does not mean that one gets taken away. It typically just adds to our existing regulatory environment. If we focus our compliance programming only on new developments and latest trends, over time, we're going to lose sight of and likely encounter compliance problems with long-standing rules. That's why successful compliance programs are constantly auditing and training and consistently changing the areas of focus to include not just new rules or billing updates, but areas that may not have changed for years, but still pose potential compliance risks. Today's topic is one of these old school issues, which may have dropped off your compliance radar, but should move up your priority list for 2024 because of current events. We're going to talk about drug samples or drug closets, as they're sometimes called. If you work in an outpatient setting, so a physician office, a rural health clinic, a hospital outpatient department, you probably know what I'm talking about. A drug closet is simply just that. It's a place, typically in an outpatient setting, where drug samples are stored. Drug samples are promotional tools that drug manufacturers use to get in front of prescribers. So they're just that. They are a small dosage of a prescription medication that a manufacturer, especially with new medications, will provide to prescribers at no charge for the prescriber then in turn to provide to their patients if they think it's a medication the patient would benefit from. I'm not here to tell you that drug samples are bad and you shouldn't be accepting or distributing them. They're pretty common and they actually have really great benefits, especially for your patients. They allow patients to sample a medication to see if it's effective for them before they actually commit to get that prescription and have it filled at the pharmacy. They also can engender goodwill between the patient and the provider. As you can imagine, they're pretty popular from the patient perspective because it does let them try that medication out. 
While drug samples have some great benefits, they do pose compliance risks both to the organization and the licensed providers who are dispensing them. So we want to make sure that we're cognizant of those and we have policies to address them. Since they are prescription drugs, they're regulated by both federal law and state law to the same extent as other prescription drugs would be in the pharmacy setting. Essentially, if you're accepting these samples in your clinic setting, you have similar obligations as a pharmacy does to safeguard and store them appropriately. We're talking about this issue today, not because the laws relating to drug samples have changed. I'm highlighting drug samples today because the risk relating to them is higher right now because of some of these new, very popular classes of weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi. Because of the popularity surrounding them and because they can be difficult for people to get as well as expensive if insurance doesn't cover them, there is a higher risk right now with these drug samples of theft theft or inappropriate dispensing of the samples. We saw a similar issue when Viagra first hit the market. That's why our tip this week is to... Make sure that you have appropriate policies and procedures in place if you accept drug samples that comply with federal and state laws and that these policies and procedures are actually being followed in all areas in your organization where drug samples are accepted. Before we dive a bit further into this tip, let's chat real quick about the laws that apply to drug samples and some of the risks that drug samples present. As prescription drugs, drug samples are regulated by both federal law, the FDA, and state law. Typically, that's going to be the State Board of Pharmacy. Federal law does allow drug manufacturers to provide free drug samples to providers for dispensing as long as they're appropriately labeled, and the drug manufacturer has to keep detailed records of how they're distributing drug samples and notify the FDA if there's any misappropriation of the drug samples. When a drug rep or a provider mishandles or dispenses drug samples inappropriately, they can face federal criminal charges or potentially civil charges. When Viagra was a relatively new medication, there were actually several individuals criminally prosecuted by the feds for their inappropriate dispensing of Viagra samples. State law is also relative relevant to this issue. Your state likely has rules that apply to storing, securing, and dispensing prescription drugs. They'll apply to these drug samples, and your providers who are dispensing these medications have to also comply with their licensing requirements. So, for example, it's not uncommon for there to be a licensing rule for physicians that, obviously, before prescribing or dispensing a prescription drug, they're conducting a medical examination. And the patients they're prescribing or providing the drug sample to are under that provider's care. Drug samples pose a variety of compliance risks your policy should be written to address. One of the big issues I've already alluded to that we're concerned about is obviously theft or misuse of the samples. So just by the nature of these samples and probably how they're making their way into your organization and the areas where they're stored likely makes them more susceptible to potential theft or misappropriation than if they're coming into and being stored in the pharmacy. They likely come from a variety of different drug reps and 
if you have multiple locations, they could be coming to various physical locations within your organization, which might make them more difficult to track. When we've seen problems with drug samples and theft specifically, it's either been a situation where we didn't have a good handle as the organization on all the various people who were getting these samples from the drug rep, or the employees were just flat out doing something inappropriate, like taking the drug sample for their own use. We've also seen situations where a drug rep has inappropriately provided an employee with drug samples for their personal use. That's probably the biggest risk right now we're concerned about with these new popular classes of weight, class of weight loss drugs is just simply that If people have the opportunity, they may take them for themselves or patients may ask providers to do things that aren't appropriately like dispense outside of having a medical exam or provide drug samples repeatedly to the same patient, which is another risk your policy needs to address. That brings up a fraud and abuse issue, which... As you probably know, there's a a federal law that prohibits patient inducements to Medicare, Medicaid, other federal government health care program beneficiaries. Providers aren't supposed to be giving these patients things of value that could entice them to receive further services from the provider. Repeatedly providing the same patient with the same drug sample rather than giving them a prescription that they have to fill and pay for on their own is going to implicate that federal fraud and abuse statute. Other risks that come up with drug samples, your prescribers have licensing risk if they dispense them inappropriately. Also, failing to properly store the medication can present risk to you. For example, if someone's not checking those samples for their expiration dates and pulling them out and destroying them once they're expired or recalled, we could get in a situation where we're giving patients expired medication or medication that's been recalled. Another risk is not storing them appropriately. So obviously prescription drugs come with manufacturer recommendations as to how they're stored. Some have to be stored according to a certain temperature or out of direct sunlight. Those are things you want to make sure when you are storing these samples that you take into account and consider and ensure there's someone that is accountable for making sure they're stored in accordance with the recommendations. Your drug sample policy needs to address all of these risks. The first step with this tip is to review your current drug sample policy to make sure it's addressing each of these risk areas. To help you with this week's tip, we have a checklist of items that your drug sample policy should cover. It's available on our website at thehealthcarecompliancepod.com. We've also linked to it in the show notes. Your policy should touch on things like the types of samples that can be accepted. And if you're a larger organization and have more than one location, the areas where drug samples may be accepted. You also want to specify who within the organization has the authority to accept samples from drug reps and then what they do with those samples when they've accepted them. So how do they log them? Where do they store them? Along these same lines, you also want to specify who within the organization is authorized to access the drug samples and can have access to the secure location where they're stored, and then make sure only those people actually have access to that area. 
The drug policy should specifically state where they're stored and how you keep them secure. So are they in a locked cabinet? Are they in a locked room? That's the type of detail we want to see in your drug sample policy. Then it's also important to have some accountability for who's ultimately responsible for making sure these drug samples are stored appropriately and for going through and weeding out the expired or recalled medications. You should also discuss how drug samples are destroyed. So if a packaging uh, seems to have been altered or opened, or if you do have an expired medication in there, you're going to want to destroy it. We recommend that your policy have at least two people who witness that destruction. So the person who's destroying it, someone else is there to witness it, and that that information be logged by those two people. That prevents someone from saying that they destroyed a medication and actually taking the the medication or giving it out inappropriately. Your policy should also address for prescribers how these drug samples can be dispensed, including requiring that the patient be under the provider's care, have had a medical exam, and the physician is documenting that he or she provided the sample to the patient. As I mentioned previously, it's important that this isn't a routine provision of drug samples to the same patient. So it's intended that they get this sample one time for free. And then if they want to keep taking the medication or it's appropriate for them, they should be given a prescription and getting that prescription filled at their pharmacy. Finally, it's really important that the policy address how it's monitored and audited so that someone is routinely reconciling the logs of the acceptance, the dispensing, and the destruction of the samples in order to deter or catch any theft or other inappropriate conduct. So we would like to see at least a quarterly review of the logs to make sure someone is checking and they're spotting any potential variances or problems so that we can try to figure out what happened. And if someone has acted inappropriately, we can deal with that. After you've reviewed your policy, if you do identify any gaps, make sure you work with the appropriate people internally on covering those and updating your policy. You also likely want to touch base with your legal counsel just to make sure you've got all your federal and state requirements covered. Once you've got that policy reviewed and updated, the next step is to do an audit of your organization's compliance with that policy to identify any compliance issues that you might have. If you accept and dispense drug samples, particularly these new popular classes of medications that are being used for weight loss, I definitely recommend you include drug samples on your list of 2024 audit activities. The goal is to see how your organization is doing following the drug sample policy and adhering to those procedures and identify any areas where you need to do additional training or where there are gaps or where improvement is needed. Once you finish that audit, the last step as part of this process is to train your employees. This is a good time to give them a refresher on your drug sample policy and also pay specific attention to any issues that you identified during your audit. Be sure to vary the training depending on who you're giving it to. For example, the training to your providers is going to be different than the training to employees who aren't authorized to access drug samples at all. 
Even if your audit reveals no issues, because of these new drugs, we think it's a really good time to give your employees a refresher on drug samples, the risks that they pose to the organization, and your policy and procedures regarding them. That's this week's tip. Review your drug sample policy, prioritize it in 2024 for audit and training. Get our checklist at thehealthcarecompliancepod.com. That wraps this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast either on our website, thehealthcarecompliancepod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with me via the website or on social media. Remember, compliance doesn't have to be complicated or costly, but it does have to be consistent. I'll be here next week and I hope you will too.